You're listening to episode 12, Bad Moms. Hello, darlings, and welcome to the Wake Up and Show Up podcast with your girl, your host, Portia Scott. This is a podcast with the mission to inspire and empower you to take your life off autopilot, optimize the power of your uniqueness, and execute intentionally in every area of your life. Hello, darlings. We are in episode number 12. I love this episode because over the last couple of weeks, I've read so many articles and just heard so much about parenting and I wanted to make sure we addressed it this week. So first, I want to ask, how are you doing? How are you doing? How has your week been? How has your day been? So if you follow us on IG or Facebook, let us know. If you're not following us, my IG, you can follow us on IG at I am Portia Scott and at Facebook at I am Portia Scott. So as we end every episode with our declaration, I wanted to make sure we begin every episode with the declaration and that declaration really is What are you grateful for? It gives us an opportunity to sit back and just think about that one thing that you are grateful for. And so today, in honor of this episode, I am so grateful for the three best gifts that I could ever be given in the form of Jantel, Miracle, and Maddox. These are my little humans. They're not all little, but they're always going to be my babies. So many of you likely don't know, but I have three children, 22, 12, and six. And if there is anything that I have learned is these five things. One, you don't have to be a biological parent to have kids. Two, parenting is not one size fits all. Three, parenting is one of the hardest things you will do. And four, parenting is one of the most rewarding opportunities you have in life. And five, parent your way. This episode is dedicated to all my moms and my dads, however that looks. This episode goes out to all of you out there killing it. One of the things that really just bothers me is parent bashing. And it's probably such a sensitive subject because I myself am a parent. And yes, people are entitled to their opinions. But I believe that just because someone isn't parenting exactly how you think they should doesn't mean that they are wrong. And that has been the narrative. I mean, parents come in all shapes and sizes, all different experiences and exposures, and children are all different with their different attitudes, their different characteristics, their different ways. And I just feel like there is so much bashing out there. And I have a big problem with that. I would even venture to say that 95, probably about 98% of parents are just trying to do the best that they can at raising these humans to be contributing members of society. I remember before I had children, 
oh, I had all the answers. I knew what to do, when to do it, and yes, I had an opinion about how other people were raising their children. I was so uninformed. I was so immature with thinking that I knew exactly what it was going to be. But I tell you what, I would soon learn that I knew nothing when it came to parenting when I had my own child. I remember when I got pregnant, I thought about all the fun that we would have. I was certain this thing was going to be a breeze. I read all the books, bought all the stuff, and even ate healthy, except for the pizza and Reese's peanut butter cups. Those cravings are real. I actually vividly remember this scenario when Miracle was about four months and John and I were having dinner with a couple of friends of ours. And there was another baby across from us that was probably about one years old and she was giving her parents the business. I mean, she was hitting the table and making loud noises. I mean, she was just being a baby, but she was having a great time. And you could see her parents scrambling as we all do to keep the balance of quieting them down while still enjoying them at that age. And while Miracle sat quietly in her little chair, resting away, John Henry scoots closer to me and whispers in my ear, that will never be our baby. (laughs) It was that moment that I remember because when Miracle was old enough to sit up straight in a chair at a restaurant, she was the mirror image of that little girl that day. We could not keep her quiet at a restaurant. We could not talk. She was so talkative and so busy. And so I remember that day that what she looked like at four months was going to be different than what she looked like at one years old. And it's so easy to have these opinions when you have this newborn that isn't talking, that hasn't developed personality, that it's easy to say, oh, I'll never do that or I won't do that. Like I said, before the babies, I knew everything. After the babies, I realized I didn't know anything. I actually now, I don't read anything, and I mean I don't read anything from anyone that has not raised or is currently raising a child because you know nothing. The books are great, but most books, articles, blogs, vlogs, podcasts, and opinions that are expressed about child rearing and parenting from anyone that has not been exposed to a child going to bed at 10 p.m., waking up at 11 p.m. to nurse, and then going back to sleep at 12 a.m. only to do it all over again every hour on the hour. I can't hear you. I can't hear anyone that gives advice but has never had the school call or email because the little sweet, well-mannered eight-month-old you held in your hand is pulling somebody's hair, talking in class, or has a bad grade. My ears are completely closed. Oh, and let's not talk about sleep training. I mean, Miracle, she slept through the night at three weeks while Maddox just started sleeping. And no, 
I wasn't crying it out, laughing it out, or none of the near perfect get your child to sleep methods. I know I am making jokes, but sometimes you have to laugh to keep from crying. And I get it. People have opinions and they actually may have expert advice, but there is nothing. And I mean nothing like the experience of having a child and then having that empathy and, and, and being able to write about it clearly and concisely that speaks to a parent. My friends, I know what it's like to have a one-year-old talk early only to hear him talking at two and, re- and realize you don't understand a word that he's saying. And then it's off to speech therapy. I know what it's like to have a, tr- a child struggle in a subject and you watch tears fall down their face and yours because you feel the pain. I know what it's like to watch your child go through their first heartbreak. I also know what it's like to wa- work all day, even travel, run to PTA meetings, basketball games, cheerleading practice, sign all of the permission slips and forget to send them with lunch. Listen, we've all been the parent that forgot it was sports day, forgot the permission slip, forgot the teacher's conference. I mean, some of us have even forgotten to pick up our own kids at the right time. But what I want to tell you is breathe deep and give yourself grace. My kids have an amazing pediatrician, and I honestly wouldn't trade her for the world. But I remember one of the first times I stepped into her office, it was literally like an interrogation. The CIA has nothing on this woman. She is an Indian woman that stands about five feet, short haircut, and wired rim glasses. She is actually the cutest little lady. And she is a spunky little something. How much calcium are the kids getting? They need dairy because of their bones. Oh, mom, you have to make sure they're getting calcium. Oh, is he this quiet all the time? How is he sleeping? What time do they go to sleep? Oh, if she wants to do competitive gymnastics, it will stunt her growth. You should think about it. Needless to say, after all of those questions and that appointment, I felt like a failure. I mean, I walked out there, out of her office, thinking, am I doing anything right? The next time I saw her, I asked her, do you remember the last time we were here? Well, I felt like a really bad mom. She apologized, and we were able to talk it out. It still doesn't stop her interrogation, but I also understand her now. I understand that some of the things that she's seen as a pediatrician as a pediatrician she doesn't want to see again. And yes, my stuff was extremely mild, but it was really hard as a mom, right? As a parent, we're doing everything that we know how to do only to hear the negative narratives on one ear. And then to hear the perfect parenting on the other ear, you know, the mom that is doing everything right on social media or even the movies that shows the mom effortlessly running from her corporate career or running her business to picking up the kids on time and still getting home in time to do homework and cook a beautiful meal. And then she has time to do uh, reading her book at the end of the day. And so we hear 
these images, we see these images and we hear this narrative and then we hear the bashing and we feel like I must be alone. And I want to tell you, you're not alone. I still love my pediatrician. I respect her and she respects me. And when it is too much, I tell her. I know there are literally some bad parents out there, but 99% of parents that I have met are just trying to do the best they can. That mom who has a five-year-old throwing a temper tantrum while she's holding her six-month-old, we've all seen her. We've been in the grocery stores with her. We've been in the malls with her. Maybe in your world, your five-year-old wouldn't do that because, of course, you discipline them. And you have rules and you would never be caught with a five-year-old having a temper tantrum. But remember this, every five-year-old is different. It's easy to judge her, but why not ask her if you need her to hold the baby while she gets the five-year-old off the floor? That, my friend, is better than any advice you can give her. Or maybe we should keep our comments to ourselves when we see the dad that is bringing in his child to school with her hair halfway done because maybe mom is fighting breast cancer. Look, we are all in this together. You have seen the parent. I have been the parent in the hallway of the school, crying because I want my child to succeed, but they are struggling and trying their best, not knowing what else to do, and you just need a hug. There is nothing greater than a hug from another parent. There is nothing greater than looking another parent in the eye and telling them, Mom, Dad, you're doing a good job. Someone that understands the struggles, but also someone that understands the rewards. I wanted to talk about this because I want every parent and everyone that is raising or mentoring a child to know I am giving you the biggest virtual hug ever. And I hope you find a parent to hug too. We have to band together because unfortunately we are outnumbered by the little humans. Parenting has taught me so much. It's taught me so much about myself. It's taught me so much about the world around me. My children have taught me so much. While I sometimes do a lot of screaming, I also do much more laughing and crying and smiling because I love them so much that my heart can barely stay in my chest. You know the feeling that child that was struggling brings home a good test grade because they tried hard and you watched them? Or the first time they made a touchdown, basket, goal, or landed their first floor routine? It's that feeling that you are doing something right when you see them interacting with their friends and being kind. It's the pride you feel when they walk across the stage to graduate, get married, or you hold your grandbaby in your arms. Those sleepless nights, the tantrums in the store, the cries in the hallway at school was all worth it. It's worth it when they cuddle up against you and tell you how much they love you. In episode two, I talked about the day Miracle wrote on a sheet of paper that one of the things I loved to do was work. And the one thing she wished I would stop doing so much of was work. It was devastating. And you can definitely hear all about it in episode two. 
but a couple of weeks ago, I had to take her for her yearly checkup. We get to the doctor's office and she has to fill out a questionnaire on her own. Most questions about grades, friends, and her feelings. Well, nothing is a secret to me, so I looked at the form and one of the questions was, who do you talk to when you're feeling bad? And she answered, my mom. The second question was, who is your best friend? And she answered, my mom. In that moment, I felt like a million bucks. I felt like I had it figured out. I'm killing it. It was a reminder that I am the MVP. And mom's out there and dad's out there. This episode is for you because you are the MVPs. You are making it happen and I'm rooting for you. We don't have all the answers. We won't have all the answers. But what I'm asking is that you take a deep breath and that you give yourself grace. That you parent those kids to the best of your ability. That you parent them the way that they need to be parented. Every child is different And I'm learning that more and more and more with each of my children, they each need something different. And I just want you to remember that you don't have to be a biological parent to have kids. My 22 year old is my bonus baby, but he is my kid. Parenting is not one size fits all. Like the way that I parent uh, miracle. It's different the way that I parent Maddox and John Tell. And parenting is quite possibly one of the hardest things that you will do. And it's not hard in the weight that you carry, but it's hard in knowing that you want to make sure that you give them everything that they need to succeed in life but it's also one of the most rewarding opportunities you'll ever have in life. It brings us so much joy. And number five, parent your way. Close off the negative narratives. I don't care if you're a single mom. I don't care if you're a working dad. I don't care if you're a single dad or if you're a business parent or if you're a work from home parent or if you are the parent of the year on the soccer team in PTA. Parent your way. I'm rooting for you. I'm also praying for you for the days when you are close to losing it and it's a toss up of who is going to make it out unscathed. I'm so tired of trying to be this perfect mom. I'm done. Amy played by Mila Kunis in Bad Moms. As always, we end every show with this declaration. Waking up is automatic. Showing up is intentional. Today, I will show up. Thank you again for spending time with me today and listening to the Wake Up and Show Up podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe so you never miss a show. Leave us a five-star review and share with a friend or foe. You can follow us on Instagram at I am Portia Scott, Facebook at I am Portia Scott. Until next time, go impact the world.